Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live right here on this Tuesday, it is our number two of three here on the early line on Sports Grid and all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Donnie Wright's side. I am Ben Stevens. Still two more hours to go up until 11 a.m. Eastern. DRS on the day following the sports equinox. There is still a lot we break down for you here on this Tuesday morning. Week number eight of the NFL season might now be in the books. But week number nine, Donnie, dare I say it, the best slate so far this year on the schedule as we are about to reach the halfway point in this 18-week National Football League regular season. Yeah, and you take a look at the slate this weekend. We got great primetime football games. Now, Thursday night, maybe a little bit to be desired. We'll see what Will Levis has planned here. We'll see what quarterback we get for Pittsburgh. But you go to that primetime slot on Sunday at 425, and you get the Eagles and the Cowboys, and then you double down at night with Cincinnati and Buffalo. When they always say, like, waiting all day for Sunday night, you ain't kidding. 425 and futures there, they are going to be sensational stuff to watch out for. And also, the Jets and the revamped Chargers here. Looking forward to the Sunday's action, no doubt about it. And also, Look, I know it's early. Rise and shine. West Coast here, yeah. don't complain that you got to get up early for nope. this one because Miami and Kansas City is a banger right off the top, which is awesome. Chiefs, Dolphins in Frankfurt for the first ever time. The International Series heads to Frankfurt, Germany. I remember playing Madden back in the day, and you could play with the NFL yep. Europe teams, and Frankfurt had some sick, fire. and I mean yep. sick, jerseys absolutely so drs we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here hour number two of three live right here on the early line on this tuesday i am ben he is donnie and you are listening on sirius xm channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well so donnie we have the chiefs and dolphins early on sunday over in frankfurt kc a two and a half point favorite in the early window it's the ravens and the c Hawks in Baltimore, a battle of a six and two Baltimore side, a five and two Seattle team. The focus at the link on Sunday afternoon for the Eagles and the Cowboys, a bitter rivalry between two teams that are playing really good football at this moment. The Bengals and the Bills on Sunday night as well. What a week we have as we approach the halfway point of this NFL season. And Donnie, the great thing about any week in the National Football League. You're not long without football. Two more days until Thursday night football kicks off week number nine. And as you said, Will Levis expected to get the start for the second consecutive week for Tennessee. How could they not, regardless of the injury status around Ryan Tannehill? Four touchdown tosses in his NFL debut, making me look bad for ever doubting Will Levis's ability to play the quarterback position in the National Football League. That tied an NFL record for the most touchdown passes in his first career NFL start. So the Titans DRS go to Pittsburgh, where they will be a two and a half point underdog I don't think either of these two teams want to be the favorite because both are so good as underdogs Will Levis will lead Tennessee into Acrisure Stadium in just two days 
Here's the question, though. Today, 4 o'clock, NFL trade deadline. Mm. Who is Will Levis actually leading into Acrisure Stadium this weekend? Is it going to be Derrick Henry, or will it be Tajay Spears being your top running back? Is the performance for DeAndre Hopkins going to get an encore with your football team as the Titans, or will he be doing it somewhere else? Those are the questions that we have. And also, so many times you take a look at early in the week, you say, what spread do I like? I want to fire on early lines. Hard to do this weekend, particularly the Thursday night football game here, where we don't know who's actually going to be there now if i am the tennessee titans if you get a phone call and you pick up it's like hey you know what we're gonna get really good options here and derrick henry second and a third round pick combined to wherever he goes so be it at that point but also if you get deandre hopkins what is your future here is it building with will levis to make sure he has talent for the rest of his rookie season so he can learn on the fly and have some legitimate options or is it to say hey will you're our guy in the future we're going to help you in the future here. we're going to trade these guys away you'll struggle a little bit but trust me in the offseason we'll get you some wide receivers we'll get you some running backs and you'll be fine entering into next season i want to wait and see till after the trade deadline today before i make a decision on what i think about the tennessee titans if it goes as planned and they don't make any moves what have you said about the pittsburgh offense it's terrible they look bad against jacksonville so for my money man a quarterback who's a rookie his first career start on the road i'm looking to back that situation oh goodness i might be In Pittsburgh, nonetheless, where the Steelers want to muck it up, so too do the Titans. Donnie, we have talked often about how good the Steelers have been now in year number 17 under Mike Tomlin as an underdog. It did not work last week against Jacksonville. The Jaguars, the longest win streak in the NFL, active right now at five consecutive games. But there were times on a sloppy Sunday in Pittsburgh where it seemed like the Steelers were just sticking around to win that football game outright the Steelers are still 46 and 46 straight up as an underdog since 2007 55 32 and 5 ATS you want to know who's been really good in the last five years a Mike Vrabel led Tennessee team after the outright victory a two and a half point home dog in Nashville and Levis's first career start against Atlanta on Sunday they are now 29 18 and 1 ATS Donnie under Mike Vrabel as an underdog with a winning record straight up as a dog at 25 and 23 again neither team wants to be favored if you're Pittsburgh you might might want to start Mitch Trubisky so this gets closer to a pick because that's the other angle here DRS as we look at this football game Minka Fitzpatrick who went down with a hamstring injury on Sunday in the Steelers loss to Jacksonville is out for Thursday night there is a thought that Kenny Pickett who suffered a rib injury might be available for Thursday they are going to see here over the next 48 hours or so Donnie if it's Pickett or Trubisky knowing how dismal the offense has been either way does it really change your estimation do you think it changes the point spread now at two and a half in favor of the Steelers Look, it's not as if Kenny Pickett's coming in lighting the world on the fire in Matt Canada's offense. It hasn't been the case. So now you're telling me he's going to have a bad rib injury and gut it out on Thursday night, which means he probably didn't practice at all this week, and he's just looking to stay out of the way from that front seven for the Tennessee Titans. I'd much rather have Mitchell Trubisky as my quarterback, which is crazy to say, but at least he gives you a yeah. version of mobility, and he's healthy at that point. Both of these teams can be had through the air, each one of them giving up over seven yards per pass attempt. But the question is, can either one of these teams actually attack each other through the air on Thursday night. It's probably going to be a sloppy performance, and maybe Derrick Henry gets 33 carries on a short work week here to try to make something happen. Not a lot of glitz and glamour in this one. It looks like we're destined for like a 17-14 game here. Both teams right now, Donnie, not favored to see the AFC playoffs. The Titans plus 350 right now to make the playoffs. We'll see how active they are on trade deadline day. The Steelers, a winning record at four and three, but still plus 172 to see the postseason. This Tuesday, big for the deadline. Also big for the first unveiling this college football season of the college football playoff rankings. Donnie Wright's side is thrilled. We give you a primer next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This Tuesday is many things. It's a Tuesday on the early line here live on the Sports Grid Network. It is Halloween in 2023, and it is the first unveiling of the 2023 college football playoff rankings. The first time we will hear from the CFP selection committee this season and how they are viewing things across the national landscape in college football. I am thrilled to get angry at these rankings in some form or fashion later this evening. I know my co-host, Donnie Wrightside, is even more excited. He has been marking off his calendar in his office each and every day, September 7th, boom, 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 going all the way, October 14th, boom, 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 waiting for this Tuesday, the final day in October for the first rendition of the CFP rankings here in 2023. It has to be Christmas morning mixed with when the Eagles won the Super Bowl mixed with when your first child was born all of your emotions getting ready for tonight in the CFP rankings. Like the first time I ever saw Homedale, New Jersey. Like, man, this is what living really is at this point here in Bell Works. But so, yes, the excitement is very high. And I'll let you play this one out because my thoughts and feelings yeah. on this show is I understand TV shows are there to make money and get eyeballs here. Right. They're not just – if a TV show was built on this, Ben, right, for the college football playoff, and they go, well, okay, we're going to have a show on a Tuesday night. Give me the AP top 25, and we'll just explain them in order as they're listed there. That wouldn't get any ratings because we'd already know exactly nope. where these teams are ranked. So television executives, as I brought it up yesterday, this is basically a show like a sitcom. Get the writers in here. How are we going to have a panel, which would be three talking heads on ESPN? We need to create some controversy. Who can we move around? So, Ben, for myself, here's what I need to see tonight. And if the writers are listening, just move Georgia down to number three. Just knock them and say, you know what? Brock Bauer's injury. It's a lot of question marks around it. We just feel Michigan and Ohio State are a better fit here at one and two. Even though they know they don't believe it one bit or one iota, that will lead as a show point for next day for ESPN. It's genius what they're doing here, but there's no way we're getting the exact ratings in the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll for the top six. They're not going to agree. Something is going to move around, and it's going to be hilarious. And you know what, Ben? We'll talk about it tomorrow, which is exactly what they want. You know what's interesting too, Donnie, is the final four is really all that matter. They include the five and six, the teams just on the outside looking in. When we see the final unveiling of the CFP rankings following conference championship weekend, that's the first Saturday in December, December 2nd. So on that Sunday, December 3rd, that's really when the final four matter. We don't care so much about 17 or 18 or 21 (laughs) or 24, but tonight, We kind of do because it shows us how the college football playoff selection committee evaluates what is going to happen over the final month of this season. Donnie, for me personally, as a huge college football fan, I am intrigued to see how the committee deals with the undefeated group of five teams, James Madison, Liberty, and Air Force all ranked this week finally in the AP top 25 but where are the Falcons going to be in the college football playoff committee's mind when we often don't see the group of five get much respect from the CFP selection committee that's one component of what I am looking at but Donnie you talk about the script writers right 
You talk about the narrative. Georgia is going to be ranked number one in the country in the first CFP poll, in my estimation. Why? Georgia has looked dominant against the two best teams it has played this year, Kentucky and Florida. Had Georgia struggled with Florida, fresh off the bye and losing Brock Bowers out there on the field for the first time, maybe this would have been a different story. But there's J.J. McCarthy on the right of your screen. And there is the maize and blue, a co-favorite to win a national championship at plus 250. As the Wolverines, Donnie, have been the entire conversation around the country in college football over the last week because of the sign-stealing scandal, I will be fascinated to see how the college football playoff selection committee deals with ranking Michigan. Because we've often said, how severe is sign stealing? How large was this operation? Did it actually affect the outcome? It's very simple. It was cheating. And outside of the NCAA bylaws, but the NCAA doesn't rank teams. The NCAA, Donnie, doesn't even crown the national champion at the Power Five level, or the FBS level, I should say. That comes for the minds in the room in Grapevine, Texas, of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. So if the NCAA, if slash when, hands down their punishment to Michigan, we'll not entirely know what exactly that's going to look like, and we're not going to see it at bare minimum until next season in 2020. But there are two entities that can make a statement this year for the remainder of 2023. If the Big Ten League office steps in because the integrity of their product has been diminished, or if the college football playoff selection committee says, hey, you can't cheat on our watch to better your efforts of getting into the college football playoff. That would be fascinating to me, Donnie, if Michigan is not number two in the country or maybe even contending with Georgia to be number one in the first unveiling of the CFP rankings later this evening. You want to get me back on board on this CFP rankings telecast? Open it up and say yeah. we've removed Michigan from the process here until we figure out exactly wow. what's going on. Then you will get my full support on a – how about a daily show at that point on the updates here? But the Big Ten, <laughs> ben, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to look sideways. They're looking the other way. They don't care about this because yeah, why they go like, hey, well, uh, two pieces of pie here, Michigan and Ohio State, a chance to get in. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll look into this in the offseason. How many times do you see an NFL yeah. player get in trouble? It's like, hey, when's his court date? March 11th. Oh, no kidding here. You're going to wait six months here so you can you know do that in the offseason. But if we're being objective to with this one – I don't think Michigan's going to be punished at all this season. And think, of, think about the implications and the ramifications. You're not supposed to do certain things in NCAA action. In the past, it was you can't take money or else you're going to be suspended or kicked out of school, right? Now, that's changed with the NIL. But the fact of the matter is here, how can you honestly have an open forum and say Michigan is actively cheating and subverting rules here so they can win on the football field, get caught red-handed, and the NCAA yeah. Michigan go – yeah, we'll just change some rules. And, and next year, Jim's going to have to stay on campus for a month of recruiting. And we'll take away victories last year for these losses or for these wins. And yeah. just move forward and don't do it again here. Think about the cheating schedule. And it happened in the NFL. Bill Belichick was taping NFL practices before the Super Bowl in the Superdome. And he didn't get kicked out of the NFL because it's all about money. What's better for the NCAA? Wipe your hands with a blue blood and say, don't do it again. Continue to ride off in the sunset and get ratings or kick them out of the process altogether what the ramifications would be then there's right. a reason why in the 1980s smu got the death penalty and was basically never heard from again they don't want to do that to institutions but at the same time when you're cheating why stop now just continue to do it if it's only a slap and jim harbaugh hey that's fine i'll go to the nfl next year no big deal for me and Donnie, the College Football Playoff Selection Committee is not the entity undertaking this True. investigation. It is the NCAA. So let's look at the AP top eight. Georgia ranks number one. Michigan ranks number two. UGA a minus 210 price to see the College Football Playoff. Michigan minus 150 as the Maize and Blue are the favorites in the Big Ten. Ohio State plus 110. They rank third in the AP top 25. But look at Florida State's price. Fourth in the AP. People, but minus 250 to make the college football playoff. Why? 
because the Knowles are the heavy odds on favorites to win the ACC championship because the rest of that league is struggling mightily at this moment. Washington and Oregon, we expect them to be neck and neck for the remainder of this Pac-12 season. Texas back up at 2-1. to one. They control their own destiny into a Big 12 title game. And then Alabama DRS plus 250. I will be interested to see where the Crimson Tide are before a huge Saturday night in Tuscaloosa as Alabama gets ready to host LSU. If Alabama wins this football game, they will be on track to make the SEC title game as champions of the SEC West once again. But it was the Bayou Bengals knocking off Alabama in overtime a year ago on their way to winning the SEC West title. It's trade deadline day in the National Football League. We talk about it next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. It is trade deadline day in the National Football League. Up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, how will the wire be working around the NFL? A spooky deadline day here on Halloween. So we welcome in our insider, our NFL insider here on the Sports Grid Network, Adam Kaplan, to help us break it all down. Cap, as always, thank you for joining us here on the early line on what I'm sure is going to be a busy day for you. It is, guys. In fact, last year on the final day of the trade deadline, there were 11 trades completed. There were 20 players moved, over 20 draft picks moved. So, yes, Monday was a little bit slow, but today will be busier. And it's always interesting to see what happens because it's usually, not always, but usually teams who want to acquire players that know they're in the playoffs or going to the playoffs, whereas the teams moving players more often than not know that they're probably not going to get there. And it's going to be an interesting evaluation cap for the Minnesota Vikings because they have won three consecutive games in four of their last five, but not all wins are created equal in Lambeau on Sunday. The Vikings do not knock off the Packers by two touchdowns, but Kirk Cousins late in the second half goes down with a torn Achilles. He is set to miss the remainder of this year. So cap knowing the quarterback situation in Minneapolis at this moment, the backup is Jaron Hall, the rookie out of BYU what is Minnesota going to do on this deadline day to try to solidify that quarterback position yeah as they go forward here Hall they'll prepare Hall to start this week I mean they don't really have much of a choice uh when they uh when they play the Falcons uh who come in there uh or actually the Falcons host the Vikings so as Hall gets ready to prepare here to start on the road here they know they have to add another quarterback Yes, they have Sean Mannion on their practice squad who was signed a few weeks ago. He's been on, on and off the roster for nearly five seasons. He's, he's pretty well-known in their building, but they know they have to find an established veteran. Now, who are the type of, of quarterbacks who could become available? As you mentioned, the trade deadlines at 4 p.m. Eastern. What you have to look at are teams that have not one, not two, but three quarterbacks. One of them has to become expendable. That guy's he, he, the, the guy becomes expendable, so the guy clearly 
who the team has their number three quarterback. Now let's let's go to Case Keenum in Houston. Oh, by the way, Case Keenum, Ben, what did he do? What did he do in 2017? He took the Vikings to the championship game in Philly, and and yes, they lost, but he had a, he had a magical season. Then signed a big free agent deal with Denver. He's technically the Texans' third string quarterback. Davis Mills is a two. Keenum was their third string quarterback quarterback last week. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. When you look at other quarterbacks of starting experience, Mason Rudolph is the third string quarterback now for the Steelers. Now the only problem there is, yes, he's got starting experience. Kenny Pickett, they don't the Steelers don't know if he's going to be available this week. So if the, if you're the Steelers, I don't know that you make him available here. Brian Hoyer is the, is the third string quarterback for the Raiders who lost last night. Hoyer has extensive starting experience. He is the third string quarterback. Aiden O'Connell was the two for the last game. Those are some of the quarterbacks, guys who are on the street, Ben. These are guys who are unsigned. They're called street free agents. A guy like Joe Flacco, who I'm told right now still wants to play football. He's available. He's got really good starting experience. Obviously, he's been to a Super Bowl. He had that great game against uh, the Browns last season on the road in Cleveland. Did a great job there. He's available. So he's out there. I'm told, again, he still wants to play. Those are some of the quarterbacks. Again, they have till 4 p.m. Eastern. It's hard to imagine, no matter what they do, guys, that Hall won't start because he knows the playbook. He's been there, obviously, the entire offseason, yeah. preseason, right now. He did replace Cousins in that game, and, and right now that's what they'll do as they play the Falcons on Sunday. But the, the key here is, though, one more thing. This is really important. The quarterback who comes in has to know the terminology. They run, I'm told, a West Coast scheme. That's different terminology uh, than most teams use. So whoever they bring in, and by the way, Keenum Nozak terminology, he's played in West Coast before. That guy's got to come in and know what he's doing. Adam, you've been an NFL insider for a long time here. And the reason I want to bring this up, it's almost like a general question. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, growing up on the NFL in the early 2000s, the trade deadline was dead in the NFL. Yeah. What turned on the gas here over the past couple of years where we actually get meaningful trades coming down where for decades it felt like it was just a dead day on the calendar? Yeah, so Donnie, I go back to the, the late 90s when I started. It was so boring. It wasn't like yeah. you know, our friends in the NBA who had things going on. I'm like, man, what do we need to do this for action? Well, in 2012, I actually wrote this for Pro Football Network recently. In 2012, a lot of general managers went to what's called the NFL's Management Council and the NFLPA and said, hey, guys, listen, it's to, to our best interest and your players' best interest if we move this back to weeks. It, was, it used to be 13 years ago, 14 years ago, Week six was the deadline, early October, mid-October. Now they're moving it back to late October. It was, the, it was November 1st last season, and it's October 31st this year. And remember, as I said, as we started this discussion, there were 11 trades made on the trade deadline day. Actually, that day, 11, guys. So I would expect action. So, so to answer your question, the reason why the clubs went to the NFL and said, listen, can we move this back? They, they didn't have enough time to assess. Let's say you're six, three and three. You don't know where you're at. You need more time to decide. Now, you mentioned the Vikings. They're four and four. Had Cousins not gotten hurt, they might have been buyers or instead of sellers, where when, the, yeah. when, when they were two and four, you were like, ah, they're probably going to sell. Well, we have so many teams available for the playoffs or potentially, particularly in the NFC where it's not very good, where you can only have two wins but still be in the wild card hunt. Those teams may not actually sell off. You see those odds right there for Minnesota. Despite winning their third straight game, four of their last five, improving to four and four after a winless 0-3 start, they are 44-1 to now to win the NFC. Daniil Hunter, cap, has been great for Minnesota defensively this year. He's a name to watch. Might he be on the move on this deadline day? A couple of edge rushers out of Washington, most notably the second overall pick a few years ago in Chase Young. Young. As we look at Chase Young and some others as a part of this commander's defense, where Washington right now, Kaplan, three and five this year, trending in a negative way. What do you think Washington might do on this deadline day in the NFL? Yeah, see, in my reporting uh, over the last week, what I was told from teams that have called Washington was this. When, when, ben, when you look at it, they wanted to kind of hold off and see if they could beat Philly, go to four and four. And by the way, even though they lost, they lost to the Eagles. They're only one game out of their last spot. Minnesota uh, now currently holds it at four and four. The, the Saints, the Bucks, the Rams, and 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 the Commanders are still in it. They're game back. But the bottom line is, teams are getting this. Hey, let, let's hold off a little bit. 
Montez Sweat's a little bit more tradable. What, what I know he's not as talented as Chase Young, no question about that, but he doesn't have the injury history. And if, if a team decides they want to extend his contract, it's not going to be a mega deal. He's not in Chase Young's category as a pass rusher. There's no question about that. But Chase Young, the reason why the commanders didn't pick up his fifth-year option, major injury history. You just don't know long-term if he's going to last. So I, I, Sweat's got a better chance to be moved. We'll see what happens closer to 4 o'clock. But I expect them to kind of be sellers right now. They're they're in a position as you brought it up. They're still in it though. They're see they're still in it. But look at yeah. their look at their defensive line. Four former first round picks. Adam, give us some teams to look at from a buying perspective. Typically, it's the teams that are looking say, you know what, we're going to make the playoffs. We want to win a championship this year. Are there a couple teams that you're hearing behind the scenes that expect to be movers and shakers today from a buying side? Yeah, I keep I to just you never know how this is going to ha- work out because the the asking prices for for uh, players is big, but Atlanta uh, Atlanta with the Grady Jarrett situation, they just lost him due to, to an ACL. L- look at them as a potential buyer. They they need help on defense, there's no question about it. Uh I as in my reporting for Pro Football Network, it wouldn't be a very big move, but San Francisco is looking for depth at cornerback. Uh, we mentioned the Vikings. That's obvious. We 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 just talked about the quarterback position. Uh, Daniel Hunter, they've got interest in him. That's not the issue. The issue is, are they willing to pull the trigger? Uh, I'm told the Panthers have gotten pretty pretty good interest in uh, Dante Jackson as one of their starting corners. I'm also told J.C. Horn should be back in the next couple weeks uh, from his latest injury. You know, he's really talented. He's just had a lot of injuries. Washington's obviously a team to watch here uh, as we get yeah. closer. Uh, those would be some of the teams. And the Jets, by the way, I, yes, they need offensive line help. All five of their starters have missed time this season. It's It's been terrible. I don't know how they're four and three. Give them credit. They're, they're tied with Cleveland for the last spot. Cleveland's got the tiebreaker. Uh, Cleveland's, excuse me, the, the Jets are a team to look at right now for offensive line help. I thought it was funny. Robert Sala said teams are going to want to trade those offensive linemen, but they, Joe Douglas knows They've got to do something on the offensive line. As I wrote for Pro Football Network, yeah. teams that may really make trades on this day, you never say never, but the Steelers and Bengals, they're old school teams. They, they typically don't do anything. So it would be a surprise if they did anything at this point. The Jets have won three straight games. They have a winning record. Dalvin Cook hasn't really done much in that offense. Might he be on the move if he is going to be traded at all? But it's the other New York running back cap here in the final minute of this segment that we have to ask you about. Reports have said Saquon Barkley is going to stay. Brian Dayball has even told reporters, he told Saquon himself, you are staying here as a part of the Giants organization. But we did see Leonard Williams shipped from the Big Apple yesterday. Cap only about 40 seconds left in this segment is there a potential saquon barkley is traded today on the deadline i'd be sure i'd be shocked they don't it's one thing if they had a developmental running back in back of him who who could potentially take his job next season they don't have that guy and by the way the giants got incredible value for that that trade for leonard williams a a second round pick and a fifth round pick usually you get that for an edge rusher williams is a good interior rusher but he's not an edge rusher i was surprised that they got that value Yeah, a 2024 second rounder going back to the G-Men. Leonard Williams on his way out to the Seahawks. Seattle in first place, even past San Francisco right now in the NFC West. Our Sports Grid NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, getting you primed for everything you need to know on this trade deadline day. Cap, we appreciate the time. Enjoy your busy day. We look forward to the updates more around the National Football League next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Live right here on this deadline day in the National Football League, just about as I look at it here, a little bit more than six hours, 4 p.m. Eastern time, the trade deadline in 2023 around the NFL. So what do you need to know entering this deadline day as we approach week number nine? And that will be the firm midway point of this 2023 NFL season. He is Donnie. I am Ben. And we just heard it from Adam Kaplan right there, DRS, our Sports Grid NFL insider. He said, Saquon. Juan Barkley more than likely not on the move he would be shocked if the G-men dealt Saquon however they did make a trade yesterday sending Leonard Williams an interior defensive lineman and one of the best in the NFL from New York to Seattle the Seahawks get Leonard Williams as they are now in the heat of an NFC West divisional title race and the Giants get back a good return in terms of the future a 2024 second round draft pick a late round draft pick in the year following Donnie let's start with the trade who won it who do you think got the better of the deal that's a win-win right there. And the same thing we talk about the James mm. Harden trade. Both teams accomplished exactly what they needed. The Giants aren't going anywhere this year, so why not recoup a second-round pick and a future five, remove some of that cap space in the future, and move ahead with your program for the Seattle Seahawks? They're smelling blood in the water right now. Maybe they don't make this deal two weeks ago here or even a week ago if you're not sure the 49ers and what they have. Because, sure, you want to run down the 49ers and try to make the playoffs. I get it. But as an organization, you then sit in meetings and go, hold on, guys. We're in first place here. We have a couple pieces to pick up here. We can actually beat the Niners and get home field advantage here in the playoffs over the 49ers if we make some shrewd decisions. I loved what they did in the offseason linebacker. Now they have Wagner and Brooks behind that defensive line. They were already a solid group here. Leonard Williams, and by the way, I did see some of the, you know, statistics coming out here on Leonard Williams. Yeah. He looks like an edge rusher. The pressure's on the quarterback from a defensive tackle position. That's exactly where the quarterback doesn't want to see that pressure because it forces him. He can't step up, and he has to move out of the pocket to sort of get those throwing lanes together. I love the move for Seattle, and it comes at the perfect time. It signals to the 49ers, look, we're not just happy here playing around and in first place in the division. We expect to beat you yeah. now, and who even knows if they have even more moves on the docket today. Leonard Williams is Seattle a home run, and good on the Giants for getting a nice draft pick back in his place for a second round pick donnie he was drafted as an edge rusher out of usc yeah that was over eight years ago in 2015 but in his time in the national football league now nearly going on a full decade he's been mostly healthy last year he only played 12 games that was the only time he hadn't played in 15 plus throughout his nfl career and he is a guy that gets to the quarterback he had 11 and a half sacks back in 2020 sure he hasn't been a pro bowler like was the expectation after his second year in the nfl but he will make a difference for the seattle side and that's a benefit for the seahawks let's not forget Seattle and San Francisco went back and forth throughout the remainder of the regular season last year before the 49ers pulled away in the final three to four weeks to take the divisional crown in the NFC West. But the Seahawks were still a team that made the postseason despite the fact they had a five and a half win total before 2022 got underway. The Seahawks now still in first place, Donnie, but not the favorite to win the NFC West. It makes sense. It is still the San Francisco 49ers, but a good deal for Seattle and on the opposite end for the Giants two and six this year and what is the one thing Donnie New York really has not done with Brian Dayball and Joe Shane as their head coach and general manager respectively made a ton 
of moves. Now they have a couple of additional draft assets in the years to come where they can build this organization. It will be interesting, Donnie, to see what the rest of this year has in store for the G-Men. They are two and six. They were a three-point underdog against the Jets. It was Tommy DeVito in there after Terod Taylor got knocked out. Daniel Jones has now been cleared for contact. What does that mean for a guy that has struggled with a neck injury the last few weeks? I'm not entirely sure, but this year in 2023, Donnie, is going to be a struggle for New York. It's why they focused on the future. That's a part of this trade deadline day in the NFL. Yeah, talking to Adam Kaplan there, I'm in the strong agreeance here, you know, that they should be trading Saquon Barkley, not keeping him here. Running backs you could pick up in the draft next year. By the time you get good for the Giants, what do we have left of Saquon Barkley? It's a miracle if he plays, it feels like 12 games a season now, and he's going to be high paid. It's not the case where you say to yourself, Ben, like, hey, look, we just paid Saquon. You know, we ate the front end of it. His cap is going to be really low the next three to four years. He's looking to break the bank at the end of the season on a bad football team. When does that work out when the fundamental piece to your franchise is a high-paid running back when you're expected to win five or six games because you have Daniel Jones at quarterback? I think they should make a move yep. there. Now, when you're saying to the question, what do we get out of the rest of the Giants season? I think it's just getting to the week 18 and saying, okay, Daniel Jones can be serviceable. We have to pay him a lot of money next year, but at least he's back on the right track here. I you mean, can't go through this season with much more injuries at this point and say, boy, he is really terrible. Should we cut bait now and do a Carson Wentz Philadelphia Eagles move where he eat like $40 million to try to get out of this after one season? I mean, DRS, serviceable cannot be the response, though, for Daniel Jones. I know you're just saying that, but when you think about what was paid to Danny Dimes, 40 year, $40 million per year on average, yes, front-loaded smartly so by Joe Shane if this did not work out for Daniel Jones. But if this year continues to be terrible, next year is not much better, and there's not a full career resurgence that Daniel Jones looks like one of the 15 or 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL He's gone after 2024, and they start anew once again in New York. Interesting quarterback conversations, Donnie, in Arizona. Joshua Dobbs was fantastic for the Cardinals in a spot that seemed almost impossible to have any relative bit of success. He was picked up off the waiver wire about two and a half weeks before the NFL regular season started. We all expected it to be the veteran Colt McCoy who had been there in the desert for a few years in place of Kyler Murray until Kyler returned. They had covered in their first three games. They even pulled off the huge upset over the Dallas Cowboys. But since then, Donnie, this is an Arizona Cardinals team that now straight up this season is one in seven. They have covered just once in their last five games, and it was because of a late field goal in the final minute against Baltimore to only lose by a touchdown as a nine-and-a-half-point dog this past Sunday in the desert against the Ravens. So because of that, Joshua Dobbs now on the bench. Clayton Toon, the rookie out of Houston, gets the start. This all, Donnie, until Kyler Murray gets back as the starter. Probably not this week for Arizona, but it seems very soon that Kyler will start again once in the desert. If you're a Cardinals fan, you're a little bit upset by this. Why? Because you're waving the white flag. But this actually shows the health of an organization here. They're on the right track here. Two things are going to happen. Number one, you already have enough film on Dobbs. He's not leading you to the playoffs this year. You basically just wanted to see how he can lead a football team. And he's an NFL quarterback. He'll be a fine backup in years to come, whether it's with the Cardinals or somebody else in the league. Yeah. But now you're in evaluation mode. You say you have another rookie quarterback. Like, you know what? We're not going to be able to put this guy in late in the season because we actually want Kyler Murray to play out the string so we can showcase case him and say okay he's our franchise guy or hey look at this the phones are ringing here in the offseason multiple first round draft picks for Kyler Murray boy maybe we can wheel and deal at this point but you're in evaluation yeah. mode Clayton Tune to see if he can be an actual NFL player is he a guy that you're going to keep on your roster next year as a secondary or a third quarterback option here I love this if you're a wide receiver you can't stand it because you just want to see Kyler <laughs> Murray back sooner than later so you get some footballs on the outside but I love the fact they're doing this most people as yourself also would say well this doesn't make any sense like Dobbs is isn't the reason they're losing games. The reason they're losing games is just not as talented as most teams across the yeah. NFL. But you've seen enough on Dobbs. He's not going to be your future guy. He might be able to be a backup. Continue the evaluation process because your future is in the future. Your future is not right now for the Cardinals. I like what they're doing here with evaluations.
print the quotes, print the shirts. Your future is in the future. Your future is not yeah. here right now. Donnie Wrightside, a philosopher right there. Yeah. But DRS, the future isn't Clayton Toon either. Just because he was a day three draft pick and is a rookie out of Houston. The future is either Kyler Murray, who you played a ton last year, five-year, $231.5 million deal last offseason with more than $160 million guaranteed, or it's Arizona looking at the future. Donnie, right now they have tied for the worst record alongside Carolina, who doesn't have their first overall pick entering next year's NFL draft. If Arizona decides we're going to move on from Kyler Murray, either cut him or trade him for something, that would mean Caleb Williams, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, depending on where they fall in the top five of the NFL draft. That's going to be a quarterback conversation for Arizona to have. Steve Keim, Cliff Kingsbury, the guys that were there when they drafted Kyler are, of course, no longer there. That's what you need to see with Kyler Murray the rest of this year. I have an alternate under Arizona win total of three and a half with some plus money. I'm hoping they only get two more wins this season. Donnie, question marks at the quarterback spot for Arizona. Who do they play on Sunday? The Cleveland Browns in the land. It's a seven and a half point spread in favor of Cleveland. Clayton Toon's going to start for the cards. Is it P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson for the Browns? I guess we'll find out later in the week. We know who the quarterback is going to be for the Bears come Sunday as well. It's Tyson Bajant making his third consecutive start. Some of the shine wears off after Bajant pulled the upset over a dismal Raiders team a couple of weekends ago. They get hammered in L.A. by the Chargers on Sunday night. They take on the four and four Saints, Donnie. This week, weekend number nine, Justin Fields still dealing with the dislocated thumb. He is listed as week to week. Donnie, as Dr. Chow has told us multiple times, whether it was Justin Fields or Matthew Stafford or anybody that is dealing with an injury to the right throwing hand, when it's your thumb, it's the most important appendage when it comes to throwing and spinning the football with the accuracy needed at the quarterback spot. It doesn't seem as though Fields is going to be back anytime soon. No, we talk about evaluation mode at quarterback. You didn't think you'd be evaluating Justin Fields, right? He's supposed to be playing, not evaluating Tyson Bajan as a quarterback to see if he can be viable in the NFL. And also, quickly back to your Cleveland Browns point here. Boy, what a shame. If P.J. Yeah. Walker went to the Pacific Northwest and knocked off Seattle Seahawks, this is a free victory this mm. weekend. You might be telling Deshaun Watson just to hang out on the sideline because it looks like we have our actual starting quarterback at this point here. And by the way, just for future reference here, still alive if you're out there, guys, with Eliminator picks, you probably haven't picked the Saints yet this looks like a fantastic spot to take the Saints yeah. at home against the Chicago Bears with Beijing at a quarterback here also north of a touchdown favorite is New Orleans the over under 41 the Saints are getting back to playing unders this Sunday Donnie right now the Cardinals are one and seven the Panthers are one and six Arizona is favored it's just really the shortest price to have the worst NFL regular season record at plus 135. The Cardinals uh, in front of the Panthers, plus 360 for Carolina. Again, big final few weeks for Chicago. The Bears have their first-round pick and Carolina's first-round pick in 2024 if they move on from Justin Fields this offseason. Yeah, it looks like that's probably going to be the way to do it here. Let's just say the Bears wind up with the number one overall pick. Some people thought they should have traded Justin Fields last year and kept that pick to themselves and got a new quarterback. They won't miss twice in a row because this was a big year for Justin Fields. The best ability, Ben, availability. He's not out there. How can you evaluate? Might be time to move on. It's a great point, DRS. Leonard Fournette, a free agent no longer. He is signing with the Buffalo Bills pending a physical. Buffalo trying to add to that ground game. Not really sure why. It's a spooky fade the puck up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. We are live right here. It's a Tuesday, but it's a spooky Tuesday. It is Halloween live right here on TEL. I am Ben. He is Donnie. Never spooky. The Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Screw your candy, although I do love a little bit of candy. 100 grand on Halloween. Doesn't get the respect it deserves. But if you scan that QR code on your screen, Donnie Wright side, you get not just candy, but better than that, you get five-star plays. Those are winners. And we wanted to hear, Donnie, what spooks people out there when they place a wager? So on this Hollow's Eve, it is time for Fade the Public. Like that, some additional sound effects in the fade, the public sticker. What is the scariest thing that could happen to a sports better at SportsGrid TV on Twitter? That was the question. Your four options, a backdoor cover, losing by the hook, one parlay leg going wrong, the correct cap, but the wrong result. And most of the public, Donnie, saying just one parlay leg going wrong when you should have had a winner at 54%. DRS, do you agree with the public? I, I do. I'm not agreeing with the public here, but real quick on some candy here, since it is oh. Halloween, you know, for me, okay. Reese's Cups, yes, and Reese's Pieces. No now, this should get back to Kevin no Walsh, you know, one of the hosts here at the network. He says Reese's Pieces yeah, as opposed to Reese's Pieces. Get it together, Kevin. But having said that here, I, I'm, I went losing by the hook at 15.9%. That is the scariest thing. Losing one leg of a parlay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. newsflash. You're supposed to lose a parlay. They're hard to win. You're yeah. not supposed to lose by the hook. That's the scariness. That's the scariness here. Reese's Pieces. Connor, yeah, we got on, any Kevin. more Reese's Pieces downstairs? Come on, Kevin. That's Put probably what he'll be yelling at. I mean, you can't be having that. I wonder how trick-or-treating is in the heart of New York City up in Queens. We'll have a candy (laughs) debate. We'll talk about what is the scariest thing for a sports better when hour three of TEL starts at 55 seconds. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.